Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror the Card Game. We're sometimes fortnightly, we're sometimes monthly. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing much, much better than the last two weeks. Uh, yeah. it's been, I've been on a steady improvement. We've just been blasting here, haven't we? Just yeah. nose to the grindstone, three nose weeks, to the microphone. Three weeks yeah. in, the, in the studio. Exactly. Hotter and hotter each time. It's been exactly, great. Yeah. Voices are holding up okay. Yes. It's good that we get the, the, the week to two week break between episodes so that they can obviously be rested. I don't know why I would say that my voice was not holding up okay given the rests I've been having. Anyway. I'll tell, tell you what, Frank, did, did you see those spoilers <laughs> earlier this week? They, oh. were, they were some cards, weren't they? Oh, yeah. So, you know, which was your favourite of those it's cards? It's almost impossible to pick just one. I <laughs> yeah. think every yeah. single one was as good as the, exactly as good as the previous one. Or literally impossible to pick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a disclaimer that you want to hit listeners with? Yes. Th- this is less <laughs> weird with this card, as as you'll see as we come to it. But we, uh, because we're, we're pre-recording podcasts, we don't have access to all the latest spoilers that have come from everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, some people might not be listening to all the podcasts anyway, just not enough time in their lives to be able to fit everything in. So we will reference cards we know, Based on the time of recording, we'll try and just connect everything to cards that everyone knows. Mm. Uh, but if we miss some obvious interaction with a new card that's just been spoiled, apologies, there's not much we can do about it. Yeah. If you're wondering so why cards whining. are being announced, <laughs> if you're wondering why cards are being announced, it's spoiler season for the Scarlet Keys. And you can look in the show notes and find a document that links to all of the previews content creators have done, both previous previews you can go back and watch or listen to what people have done there have been so many wonderful inventive things for how people have previewed cards or you can also see what's coming up as well and on that note pretty sure we're going to stop doing episodes for our remaining previews and we're going to take to twitch and do some streams so keep an eye out for more information about that little bit of chance for us to interact with the audience to interact with arkham fans for you to react with us when you see the cards for the first time so keep an eye out for dates for that Brill. Anyway, last time we released a neutral card. Yes. Can we go one better and do something even weirder? Yes, we're going to release not even a player card. Wow. It's a, it's a basic weakness this time. Right, I will dive in and start reading through it. We have Quantum Paradox. It's a basic weakness. In fact, it's, it's, it's a, it is still an event, so it is actually a player card. Zero mm. cost event, and it has the Paradox trait. First line, an interesting one, Seeker Investigator Only. As an additional cost to play Quantum Paradox, you must choose and discard four other cards from your hand. And then a forced reaction, if Quantum Paradox is in your hand at the end of your turn, reveal it and take one horror. Hmm. Wow. This is super spicy. Yeah. So first of all, alarm bells ringing, we're announcing a Paradox card. And we all remember what happened when we announced another Paradox card, Time War. (laughs) And the (laughs) game momentarily broke. And we tried to sift through the simplicity that is Time Warp. And our brains also broke. So let's tread with caution, Peter, when we try and announce a Paradox. Yes, yes. So the Quantum Paradox, I think, is being referred to is the... what, what, uh, What do they call it? The... 
interpretation of the the Copen is the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum physics right? Schrodinger's cat. Sure. The cat yeah. exists in a superposition of states, as as do the particles. So the cat is both alive and dead until you open the box. If listeners want to know what face I pulled as you started to take <laughs> us down that path, they just need to look at the art of this card. When you said to me, is it the Copenhagen something? I was just like, <sighs> I have no clue, Peter. I have no clue. But if you're telling me it's Schrodinger's cat and that something can be both alive and dead at the same time while it's not seen, sure. Yeah, okay. I think I think that's the quantum paradox. How it relates to the mechanics of the card, I'm not 100% sure. Mm. Quantum paradox is in your hand. You know, you reveal it. I don't know. Before you reveal it, it's both in your hand and not in your hand. Mm. Yeah, good point. So let, let's talk about this just as a weakness to begin with. And, yes. and place it on the scale of bad to worse. To overzealous. Yeah, yeah bad to overzealous. Amnesia is the one that discards all your cards, right? Yeah. Or, well, all but one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in practical terms. This feels similar, right? The benefit is that I can pick when it's going to hit me. Yeah. In fact, if I'm playing a Seeker, I probably prefer Quantum Paradox to, to Amnesia. Just emptying your hand, yeah. yeah. Like, Amnesia could hit far fewer cards than this. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't stick around even after it's hit the cards. Yeah. This makes me pick the moment of my doom. I need to have at least, well, five cards, including this in my hand. Yeah. And I start taking horror until that's that's occurred. Mm -hmm. And it takes you an action to get rid of it. So it might be that you're in a pressurised situation where everyone's like, if you can just get these clues and we can move on, and you're like, yeah, also, however. I'm just here pondering Schrodinger's cat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I'm on, you know, four cards in hand, annoyingly, and I need ways of drawing up. Yeah, totally agree. So I think Amnesia is a good comparison point. You're spending an action to clear this. You're picking the cards you get rid of. So if you're running any kind of big hand seeker, you might have some gumph or stuff that's just filled up and you're like okay i'll get rid of this second copy of this hawkeye folding camera that i'm not going to play i'll get rid of this second copy of dream enhancing serum that's fine and you can be a bit selective i like all of that i like player choice it is still a lot of cards to get rid of four mm-hmm. is a big chunk and yeah your hand at that point was a hand of five cards is now a hand of zero cards so it is a pretty big speed bump in that regard which is the same, I guess, as amnesia. You can go from feeling like you're sitting pretty and in control and suddenly your hand is emptying out rapidly. It doesn't feel like the worst weakness, but it's certainly not a great one, I think. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it's it's comparable to amnesia in in a lot of ways. So Mm. in that, it's probably a similar amount of headache. Yeah. The ones that, that give you horror when they're in your hand at the end of the turn, they do, it's a bit like dark memory. Does give yes. you the option to power through to the rest of this through the rest of the scenario. Yes. Yeah. Especially because seekers tend to have bigger health pools anyway. Sorry, bigger sanity pools anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any except maybe Joe, who Joe, has more yeah. more health than than sanity. Anyway, uh, so you know, if you're two turns from the end, you probably just take the two horror over a couple of turns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. That's the other element to this. It's that you might need a bit of time to assemble the cards you want to get rid of. 
you might just be able to calculate we've got three turns left and I've, I've not taken any horror or I've got soak that I can put stuff onto and just decide I'm just going to do it that way. I love that in design generally about having choice, about making you make the naughty decision rather than it just hitting you in the face. And I think that's that's really cool. I'm glad you mentioned Dark Memory because seeing a basic weakness event definitely gave me memories of Dark Memory. And that idea of like, oh no, we've got to clear this. How do I get rid of it? Am I going to keep it around? What do I do? Much milder than Dark Memory, obviously. It's just zero cost to get rid of this. And also there's no penalty for this, which is worth noting, for not doing it. So beyond the horror, there's no penalty at the end of the end of the scenario. It's not a must clear. It's a would probably be good to clear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, let's let's take a step back then, Frank. Unless you've got anything mm. else you want to add about the card in particular. No, no. Okay, so what is interesting on this card is seeker investigator only. Mm. We've not seen anything like that before, have we? No, I don't think so. And what does it mean to be a seeker investigator? Philosophically speaking, if I'm playing Finn, am I a seeker investigator? I know what it literally means. It means you've got to be a gold card. But I <laughs> yeah, think well, when exactly. you read out the card, it was like, ah, okay. So, you know, for instance, Norman can take this. Yeah, yeah. Although we would, <laughs> we would contest how seekery Norman is. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. It's an yeah, extra it's... little vulnerability for those edge-of-the-earth investigators, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to get hit by... I'm assuming that there's going to be one for each class well, in this box. This is where I was going. And okay. yeah. do, do you want to do any wild speculation as to what everyone's going to get? Yeah, and let's do two forks. We'll do wild speculation, and then maybe we should also do other basic weaknesses we think are particularly bad for that faction. Wow, Okay. Hi listener, Frank here. Little bonus piece here, recording this not on my proper microphone, I hope you don't mind. At the point at which we recorded this episode, as Peter has said many times in the disclaimer, we won't have seen every single different bit that's been announced across the community and everything else that's going on. In particular for this, we had not really got our heads around the fact that there looked like there was a weakness sticking on the back of the Scarlet Keys investigator expansion for players box art and i'm pretty sure that's going to be the guardian weakness and we also didn't know about miskatonic university radio's announcements at the time we did this episode so some of what you're going to hear in terms of our wild speculation is obviously completely off and that's fine because we recorded this at a time when we didn't know that stuff but just putting that here as a little heads up warning if you're hanging your head in your hands wondering why we've got things so wrong that's why Don't be angry with us. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the episode. So, Guardian. I think it it would be an enemy. That seems like the obvious. Ooh, nice. Okay. If if Quantum Paradox is an event that makes you discard cards, then... In the faction that is good at drawing cards. Yeah, it feels like it would probably be an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. It's something you can deal with in faction, guardians are good at dealing with, but yeah. it's just taxing you doing the thing that you're meant to do. The flip side is it could be well, it could be an enemy, but it could deal damage or something to your to other investigators. Mm, okay. Yeah. And you've so got to like heal them. 
playing yeah. on the protection aspect yeah, of being a yeah, guardian. Nice. So e- either nice. the enemies prey everyone except the bearer. <laughs> um, prey the bearer not only. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you've got to hunt it down before it kills everyone else. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. Like a kind of yeah. smite the weak smite the wicked. wicked. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. Yeah. So my, my, my prediction. Go to bad for Guardian card is Dendromorphosis. Oh that's is, horrible for everyone though. Yeah, it is, but particularly for Guardian if they're holding weapons. You know, obviously speaking in generalities here, not all Guardians are holding weapons, but it takes up both hands, so it just bumps them out. Plants. That would be my my go to yeah, I mean, arm injury, similar. Anything yeah. which deals horror, probably, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is irritating. Yeah. I think that's where I'm going with that. Rogue. Self-destructive. <laughs> Rogue is probably something to do with actions. The the new basic weakness I'm talking about now. Yes. Ooh, Maybe it question. costs you yeah. extra actions to get rid of it. Or they are the resource faction as well. So could it be, uh, again, an event, but quite expensive to play? I'll tell you what feels very roguey is, what's um, uh, Winnie's weakness called? Is it like overconfidence or something, is it called? Arrogance. Arrogance, that's it. Does she have to commit it to every test until she fails a test or something? You must commit arrogance to each eligible skill test you perform. This skills icon subtract from your skill value instead of adding to it. If this test succeeds, return this skill to your hand. Yeah, and it's yeah. a minus one. Yeah, yeah. So something like or something that messes with their ability to. Well, I tell you what, the other one is is the king in yellow, Min's weakness. Mm. That you must pass a test by a certain amount, but you can't commit. Uh, exactly king in yellow is you need to commit six icons to clear it. That's it. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. you can't commit one or two cards. Exactly one or two cards to the test. Yeah, yeah. Something that makes you, forces you to pass a test by a certain amount. Feels okay. like it could yeah, be quite rogue as well. Pass it, it, discard this when you pass a test by two or pass a test by three or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's an interesting one just going back to Quantum Paradox because not every seeker is running big hand. Most mm-hmm. have ways of getting lots of cards in hand, but they're not necessarily running big hand all the time. Yeah. And this still will punish you. It, you know, you have everything in faction to be able to make this weakness pretty trivial, but it will still punish you if you're not doing that. And I think the same if you do like a succeed by a certain amount rogue weakness. Yeah. Someone like Preston might be like, hey, that's not very nice. <laughs> Although... Preston does have ways of getting to really high stat values as well, so you exactly, could get around yeah. it. Could be like a sorry, I'm just thinking about theming now on my my fictitious weakness, like a kind of crisis of confidence. So mm. you need to go and absolutely smash a test to rest, re- get restore your track. confidence in yourself. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> Stays in nice. play, you nice. horror every turn until it's discarded. Yeah, and actually, same if the guardian one is an enemy. That's again. If you're playing as a Carolyn or a Carson, you're like, hey, that's not my job. Hmm. But maybe that's, you know, they all have ways of dealing damage. So, yeah, there's no pacifist guardian character so far. Everyone's favourite, Mystic. Oh, sorry, Rogue. What's a bad basic weakness for Rogue? Well, I mean, the obvious would be paranoia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's pretty bad for everyone, unless you're playing Dark Horse. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, something maybe high fight, which sorry, high evade, which needs to be yeah. fought or something yeah. like that. I don't know whether there's any enemies really like that. I found the edge of the earth weaknesses quite mean in Rogue, the ones that stop you doing certain types of actions after you do one of any of those actions. Yeah, because particularly if you have extra actions feeling like you're missing out on three or four actions because, you know, say you've got a leg injury, you've moved once and you now can't evade or move or resign at all. And you're like, yeah. I've got four actions left to run across the map. That's, yeah, they're really mean. Yeah, when we did Basic Weakness episode, we pointed out that maybe rogues with all their extra actions are better placed to to deal with them. Double, double action to get rid yeah. of them. Yeah, and it's funny thinking about this that I feel like there aren't too many that I'm super worried about in Rogue. I mean, apart from, you know, the obvious doomed, overzealous, through the gates. Okay, Mystics. Everyone's favourite, Mystics. What does your Mystic-only basic weakness look like, Peter? Man, this is a tough one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do we know of the faction? If it's something that it it taxes a core thing, the, fa- the, the faction can do... Yeah, it's got to be something like spend charges or pass willpower tests, right? Mm-hmm. Or something to do with Doom. And yeah. actually, thinking about past previews we've done, Doom feels quite likely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Place a Doom on a on, on a, a on an asset asset you control, or but then again, like is that because some people would like that? <laughs> some people yeah, want yeah. Doom on their cards. Are they going to yeah. put that in as as a weakness? Yeah, or it could be something like you to play this as an additional cost to play this card. You have to add a doom to a card that already has doom. Mm. Something like that that is something you could play into and have your arcane initiate with a doom on it, but you're actually going to have to lean into that if you're going to clear it. I wonder if there could just be something more simple as while this card is in hand, you get minus two willpower. Some, yeah. Something that's sort of pe- pe- penalizing you in that way. Maybe it's a skill and it has a willpower icon, so you've got to find a willpower test to take while it's still taxing you willpower to get rid of it. Something like that. That yeah. I mean, that slightly punishes Diana, slightly punishes Amina if you're not doing willpower in her, but, well, you'd have to find a way then, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. It could, it could kind of be similar to what you said with the rogue thing of loss of confidence. It's like loss of resolve in willpower, yeah. in, in mystic, you know, losing losing your willpower, losing your spellcasting ability. Out of spell juice, it could be called. <laughs> yeah. Worst basic weakness for, for mystics? I was about to ask you that. Um, the Is it panic that stops you doing the activate actions? No, it's not. Play engage resource. It must be stupid. Stupid. No, that's parlay, draw, or investigate. Oh, oh, then it's the arm injury. Fight or activate. Arm injury. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah there you go. Because everything's on assets, so <laughs> you can't shrivel twice when you've got a, a jacked-up arm. Mm. I'd say as well that enemy basic weaknesses can be quite nasty and mystic. Purely through my solo experience. Yeah, it feels bad to waste like a charge on an enemy... Yeah, exactly. And if you draw one early and you're not ready for them, 
dealing with the early enemy as a mystic if you don't have your sword cane ready or you don't have a stat that can just evade and get away can mm. be really mean and yeah yeah you draw i don't know thing that follows you just have another problem coming down the pipe or the the devil there you go there's another one the devil stops you playing assets yeah <laughs> yeah that's kind of nasty yeah survivor go on hit hit me frank what do you think a survivor only basic weakness could do what other qualities that we associate with survivor scrappy handle anything fail fail tech fail tech yeah that feels like the most Man. obvious area to target them in right imagine imagine if while it's in hand you get plus 1 skill value as the pun- punishment and all the fail survivors are like no <laughs> no i can't fail tests i'm joking but yeah that could be funny removes your discard Removes X cards, Ooh, the top top yeah. ten cards of your discard from the game. The treachery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bit like um, what's abandoned alone. Wendy's weakness. Mm, yeah, could be something around damage and horror as well. Sometimes they're the faction are just about kind of tanking hits. But yeah. Unfortunately, that would power up Calvin. So maybe you would like that too much. Maybe it's something like to get rid of it. If it's an event, it needs to be the last card in your hand. It just in in sort of encourage you to lean into that completely broken out of options style, but also yeah, penalise you if you weren't at that point. I wouldn't be surprised if there were five and all of them had a similar-ish forced effect, which is just you reveal it and it does damage, or you reveal it and it does a horror. I know that wouldn't be that exciting, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's if that's just shared across all of them and the thing that's different is how you the additional cost to get rid of it yes that could be yeah that could be it so then you're getting hit for a horror or hit for a damage every turn or something like that but yeah then yeah to get rid of it you need to yeah maybe, maybe it's something you have to be broke to play it i mean again this leads into dark horse style things it's maybe too helpful what do you think I'm a bit. I'm a bit. I think you're. Hmm, don't know. <laughs> I think I'm making them too helpful. Yeah. It's almost like I'm designing a player card when I'm like, oh, you have to be broke or you have to have no cards. I I went to. Oh, great! And then nothing left to lose straight afterwards and draw five cards. I'm feeling very happy. It's got to be the opposite of that. Well, in fact, if we want it to be the opposite of that, it would need you to have a certain amount of resources and a certain amount of cards to get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. And you'd be like, ah, oh, but I'm just bumbling my way through or succeed a test by a certain amount that feels very anti-survivor yeah but potentially difficult to do mm, yeah maybe it's something that you maybe it's a skill you commit it to a test and it adds a penalty on failure yes that's does Stella's weakness do something like that what is Stella's weakness is just when you fail a test take a damage yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking of something like that, basically. What's Stella's Weakness called again? Isn't it called... Fear of called Failure. by the Mists. A, a tickophobia. No, that's the one in her... Ah, that's sort of oh, what sorry. I'm thinking of. A tickophobia. It's not Stella's Weakness. It's the basic weakness in Stella's part. Ah, okay, yeah. When you fail a test, take aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And her, called by the Mists, you're right. After you initiate a skill test with a difficulty of four or higher, take a damage. Yeah. Yeah, could be it. Could be it. Something like that. Uh, well, what other what other weaknesses do you think are particularly hit survivors hard? What cards do I hate seeing? 
<laughs> All of them. <laughs> Offer you can't refuse. You cannot refuse. It's quite nasty. I often run poor, so that's going to be quite mean in Survivor. Thirteenth Vision is amazing, right? Fail ties. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I can I can think of. Is any jumping out for you? I, I um, mean, actually, atychophobia is is somewhat mean because failing tests is something you might want to be doing in Survivor, and it just adds an extra cost to them, which is kind of nasty. Yeah. Yeah. The other sorry seeker weakness that is quite nasty is drawing the sign, which reduces your hand size by five. Yeah, I've interestingly the, the the other thing to bear in mind with seekers is they're more likely to draw a lot of cards, mm-hmm. especially if you're playing like Min. So yeah. one of the worst ones Min could get would be something like Offer You Can't Refuse or Doomed. Yeah, because you're just going to see them so quickly. You're, yeah. you're almost certainly dead by the third scenario. <laughs> mm-hmm. We played Innsmouth with Harvey as our seeker, and he got doomed. No, not doomed. Offer you cannot refuse. And, I mean, it changed the entire complexion of that campaign because the Harvey player basically had five fewer resources at any given time. So turn one, rather than playing a couple of assets to get ready, it was like, generate some resources, maybe do a bit of investigating. And, yeah, it was Ben playing as Harvey. and just had to spend the whole time focused on making sure that it didn't punish him. It's yeah. really mean, really mean. Like, it, it was a fun thing to watch happen, but I think it changes the focus so much for you as a player that it's quite exhausting. So let's return to Quantum Paradox. Has our discussion brought us any further along? I just think this is a nice, sweet, extra way of doing things. I don't know if there's too much I feel is bad about basic weaknesses at the moment. No, the, no. We're at a point in the game where there's a lot of diversity among them. The other question I had, the last question I had, is what does Harvey's... I think a lot of the, the weaknesses we've mentioned have been similar to the ones in the start decks. Yeah, yeah. So jumping back to Quantum Paradox, what does Obsessive do again? When your turn begins, discard one non-weakness card at random from your hand. And it's a double action to clear. Yeah, I think that's... You can see how these come from the same kind of place, right? <laughs> yeah. Wanting to yeah. Tar- target seekers. Yeah. they You hit them where it hurts, which is the card draw. Well, yeah. where it doesn't hurt. You hit them where they're good, <laughs> which is card draw. But you can tax it because another another class of investigator might hate this, which makes yeah. that it could be that all of these ones here, like you say, they hurt like weird off-class investigators, edge-of-the-earth mm-hmm. investigators, any investigator who doesn't act like a typical member of their, their species. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's right. And maybe that's why it's hard for us to think of a survivor one, because survivors have uh, more individual people. They're less an amorphous mass where you're like, oh, they all behave kind of the same. It's like they often don't. So... Yeah. I have obsessive, by the way, in my Amanda think on your feet at the moment. So yeah. investigation phase begins, I draw a card, I put one underneath Amanda, and then my turn begins and I have to lose a card at random. So it almost immediately turns off the Amanda ability. And luckily, I get to have decided what I'm putting underneath Amanda before it kicks in. But it's pretty mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an instant two action clear, basically, because 
Otherwise, you're just turning off what's great about Amanda. Well, this was our quantum paradox basic weakness announcement. We hope you hate it as much as we do. I don't know what we say when it's an evil card rather than a good card. You can get in touch with us. We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, Designed by Humans and Patreon. If you want to become a patron, please do. And if you're already a patron, thank you so much. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you.